Hey y'all and welcome back to the 13th episode of Becoming No One. I'm your host Big Taj and today we're going to finish the second part of Lucid Dreaming. Hey guys and welcome back. I'm so excited to be finishing off this episode because y'all when I say I worked hard on this I really did. I had to fly home because my grandma got sick and I'm literally like listening to this book that I'm basically using as like a reference point for these episodes. And I'm listening to the book. I'm taking notes the entire plane ride there and the entire plane ride back. So I want to say, y'all, I really made sure that I was able to produce this, even though right now, as I'm speaking, it's taken me to seven o'clock to record this and I have to post this in a couple hours. So, um, I really love y'all. So many of y'all write me throughout the week, whether it's on TikTok, whether it's, you know, we're talking in a mommy and me session or human design session, or um, whether you're just writing me on Telegram. I get so much feedback about how people are dependent on this podcast and y'all make me really excited about doing it. So I didn't say that last part to make anybody feel guilty. I said it to say like kudos to y'all and I'm with y'all. I want to keep creating good content. I want to keep helping people to learn and helping people on their spiritual journey. So again, thank y'all for holding me accountable. Thank y'all for y'all feedback because that really does help me to uh, stay motivated because as I said before, I have an open willpower center. So it's really hard for me to stick to things that require me to do them habitually. And for some reason, this podcast has really been challenging and stretching me um, when it comes to discipline. So I really appreciate y'all and thank y'all for tuning in each week. So in the last episode, we ended off talking about how to prepare to lucid dream. In this episode, we're going to talk about memories. We're going to talk about sleep paralysis. We're going to talk about some supplements that you may take or some tea, natural remedies that you may use to kind of help you get into that lucid state. And then we'll also talk about some methods to lucid dreaming. But please keep in mind, there is no one method to lucid dreaming, okay? Everybody is different and everybody's body works different. Everybody is at a different level of consciousness and awareness as well, okay? So for some people, this might take longer. For other people, this might be, it might happen in a couple of days for you. Okay. Um, while you're doing this, give yourself grace and keep believing that this is an ability that you have. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a better details on things you can do to kind of get in that lucid state, things you can do to kind of trick your body into a lucid dreaming state. And then we're going to talk about some, um, routines or daily routines that you can add to your schedule. That'll kind of help you get in that lucid state as well. So let's jump right on in, okay? So one thing that you need to understand is that when you start trying to lucid dream, some people will start to experience sleep paralysis more, okay? And that's the stage where after your body falls asleep, but your consciousness is still awake. So it paralyzes your body, all right? So know that when you start to lucid dream, you increase the likelihood of experiencing sleep paralysis. I'm not going to uh, go into that again because we already talked about that on other episodes of what that is, but, um, just know that it's possible. And I've given y'all steps and stuff before of how to get out of that, that, uh, sleep paralysis state. Okay. Um, understand as well that our bodies become paralyzed between the rapid eye movement and the no eye movement state. So the body is asleep, but we are still awake and starting to separate. The body has to go into paralysis so that we don't act out our dreams. This is literally what happens during sleepwalking. Um, basically, your body is failing to uh, paralyze itself. And because it did not paralyze itself, we get up and we start to act out our dreams. So sleepwalking is something that my brother used to do all the time, but it's common in kids. But some adults, there's somebody on TikTok who literally just records herself sleepwalking throughout the night and she's like eating ice cream and she's like having a good old time. So that's your body's failure to para put you in that paralyzed state. 
So one thing that we didn't discuss when we were talking about sleep paralysis was the fact that your amygdala, which is in your brain, it's responsible for controlling your fear is actually activated during this state. Okay, so that's why sometimes people will feel some type of sense of doom or they'll feel like a presence is there because your fear uh, section of your brain is activated. Okay. So we need to understand that fear is a very powerful emotion. Okay. So much so that, you know, people are using media and, and marketing in order to control the masses through this fear. All right. So you got to pay attention to, um, what you are consuming throughout the day, right? Because sometimes you can just be scrolling through TikTok like myself and will people will be teaching about something that'll unlock a new fear in you. And because it unlocked a new fear, it gets stored in your subconscious mind. And when you're trying to lose a dream or where you're waking up in these sleep paralysis states, you'll come face to face with those fears. Okay. So it's also a really, really good opportunity to face your fears. Cause that's what you're going to do when you're practicing lucid dreaming as well. But when you have these nightmares or when you have, um, sleep paralysis and you feel like somebody's holding you down or that somebody is there, you have to relax and you have to face your fears because once you face it, it, actually is not what you think it is. So in the Egyptian and the Tibetan Book of Dead, they actually described fear as the portal to the afterlife, okay? And I don't know if you guys remember when we were talking about the ego, we talked about Carl Jung and his ideas of the ego archetypes, right? So Carl Jung speaks about the same fear using the shadow archetype. So topics like alchemy, Freemasonry, and Christianity all talk about overcoming the shadow side by facing your fears in the archetype of death, all right? So you have to accept the unknown, accept your fears. If you accept that it is going to to be uncomfortable, then you can neutralize the fear. All right. You can uh, start having control over your experience. All right. So sleep paralysis guys is not a bad thing. And like I said before, it can be used to jumpstart your lucidity. Um, so that's either your lucid dream or it can jumpstart your, um, astral projection as well. All right. So next we're going to talk about memories and we're going to talk about dream recall. So the average person actually dreams about four to five times each night, but we only remember about one to two of those dreams. Some of them are very short. Others of them are very long. It just depends. So um, when we're dreaming, we're mostly dreaming in this state called the REM, the REM sleep state. However, sometimes we can dream in this non-REM state, but if we're dreaming in a non-REM state, it's usually those weird, odd, bizarre dreams that we're that kind of feel like a nightmare to us. Okay, so it's not impossible to dream in that state. It's just um, weird and odd. Okay, so the dreams themselves are not the challenge, but it's the recalling the dreams because you can dream all you want to, but if you cannot bring it out of the waking world, meaning into your conscious mind, then you're not able to analyze it. You're not able to figure out what is trying to tell you. Okay, so how do we improve our ability to remember? Um, basically, that's kind of unknown. We just have to make sure that we practice and we prepare, which can bring awareness to the dream and the dream recall through some of certain techniques and methods, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, we can try to improve this, but there's not one specific way that is known. All right. So how does memory work? Um, so it's something called long term potentiation. And it occurs when synapses or the gaps or spaces that connect neurotransmitters in the brain continue to fire in certain patterns. And it creates a strengthening in these synapses and the neighboring ones. So the strengthening creates a memory. So earlier we said that memories were considered to be stored in these gaps along with traumas, pain, and our ailments. Um, but the more, the more we experience them, the stronger these synapses become is what this means. Okay. So the strengthening creates long-term memories. So basically the more that something happens, these synapses get stronger 
And the next time that it happens, it's just easier for it to be done because it's like muscle memory. Okay. This is what I'm talking about when I say muscle memory or people going on autopilot. It comes from this strengthening of the synapses. So let's discuss the other factors that may have something to do with dreaming and memories. Now, another important part of the brain is the hippocampus, which is responsible for dreaming, but it's also responsible for turning short-term memories into long-term memories in other regions of the brain so that when we wake up, we're able to recall our dreams. Now, during REM sleep, there's an uptick of this protein called acetylcholine, which is responsible for strengthening these synapses, okay? So in Alzheimer's patients, um, basically, they look at their brain and there is a loss of this acetylcholine. So acetylcholine has been linked to memory loss. So this protein may at least be a part of why we can remember dreams or memories as well. Now, dreaming is more complex than we are aware of because there are a lot of factors that go into it, like these two proteins, uh, glutamate and GABA. Now, glutamate is also being studied in relation to dreams, which was discovered to bind with GABA when someone ingests Mary Jane, um, which stops the production of new memories of all kind. So these are two main proteins studied for dream recall. Now, hormones are also a key factor too, especially oxytocin, which is produced by the pineal gland. The pineal gland has been linked to dreaming and higher altered states of consciousness, especially because of its relationship with DMT. So the pineal gland, often referred to as the third eye, contains hormones that are involved in the sleep cycle, um, specifically melatonin and oxytocin. Now, REM sleep is activated when melatonin releases oxytocin during sleep. Oxytocin is responsible for modulating glutamate and GABA in the hippocampus, which means it affects the central nervous system. So melatonin is most active earlier in the night and declines as the night goes on. The pineal gland then converts serotonin to melatonin, which helps us sleep. Now, cortisol or the stress hormone is also involved in this because cortisol levels have its own circadian rhythm or sleep cycle. So high levels of cortisol cause a malfunction in the hippocampus, which can lead to memory issues. That is why you have to practice mindfulness throughout the day. Do reality checks. Keep a dream journal. Because when you improve these things, you decrease the stress hormone, in turn, increasing the dream recall. Since we know cortisol affects the hippocampus, which controls our ability to convert serotonin into melatonin so that we can get good sleep at night. Now, we talked about this cortisol before, this stress hormone, because it also suppresses melatonin, okay? So this is the effect that it's causing in the hippocampus, which affects our ability to get good sleep. So it's really, really important that you are mindful throughout the day, that you're paying attention to your um, environment that you have awareness of what's happening around you and staying in that present moment. Okay. Now there are also techniques as well to lucid dreaming. So we'll talk about a little bit of those as well. So lucid dreaming has varying levels of awareness. Do you remember the video game, the Sims y'all? Like I used to love the Sims so much, but basically what was happening in the Sims were you're basically living a life through a you know, fictional character and they have to go to work, they have to sleep, they meet their boyfriend, they do everything that somebody really would do in the waking life. Sims is a good representation of what lucid dreaming is like, okay, because you are basically mimicking the waking world. So what does it mean to be aware that you are dreaming? Um, basically it's to know that you are in a dream. So once you know that you are in a dream, then you can figure out how to navigate and take control through training and heightened awareness. So once you get past the whole simulation part, which is like the Sims game, right? You wake up to the fact that you're in a dream. Um, 
you can become a somewhat of an expert. Okay. You can explore, you can communicate directly with your unconscious mind or objective psyche. So step one, what should we do? Um, is becoming aware that you are in a dream. That's the first step. You have to notice that you are in a dream. So I gave y'all tips and tricks to help with this in the last episode. Then you can read books about the Buddhist dream yoga as well, which is also a link to lucidity. Or get on YouTube or on TikTok or start watching other people's experiences and other people's videos of how their experience were. Um, also, anything that teaches you about getting past the conscious or the conscious self, the conscious mind or the conscious self. There are also levels to lucid dreaming as well, okay? So there's levels to this itch, right? So lucid dreaming can be broken up into seven ca uh, several categories. Author of Lucid Dreaming Gateway to the Inner Self by Robert Wagner describes five stages of lucid dreaming. The first level, which is level one, is called personal play, pleasure, or pain avoidance. This is exploring the state where you are just doing what brings you joy. There is no real purpose behind it. You're basically just testing everything, okay, and avoiding anything that could bring you pain, okay? Anything that's scary, you're out of there. You wake up immediately. All right, the second step is called manipulation movement in me. So this is trying to explore things like flying and walking through walls and like seeing what you can do with the body, seeing what you can do with movement, you know, seeing what your astral body does. Now, level three is about power, purpose, and primacy. And this is when you realize that you actually have power over your dream characters and require that the characters obey you, kind of like a dictator or a master. Um, but they may also test or simulate certain situations to determine the purpose of the dream. Okay, so it's still all about testing. Now, level four is called reflection, reaching out and wondering. Um, this is when the person realizes that the dream characters may have something to offer the dreamer and ask the characters questions looking for more insight and may ask questions they know to answer uh, in order to better understand themselves. And the last stage is called level five and it's experiencing um, awareness. And this, this is when the person understands that something besides the ego is controlling the dream world. They go past the dream itself and seek awareness about the dream world. This is the astral projecting stage. Okay. Cause remember I said lucid dreaming is preparation for astral projection. Okay. So this last stage is exploring the astral realm. Okay. Exploring any of the realms. All right. So the, op the ultimate goal of lucid dreaming is to be in level five at all times, which is learning how to astral project. So what are the basics when it comes to lucid dreaming? So first, it's usually super easy to have your first lucid dream experience with a healthy diet and a comfortable bedtime routine. So most have it within a couple of nights. There are plenty of methods to lucid dreaming. These are just a few that I'm going to give y'all that were in this book that I thought were very helpful. Now, lucid dreaming is an awareness practice, so anyone can do it. You do not need to do anything special. You do not need to be a spiritual guru. You don't need to be anything but yourself. All right. So no one can really agree on a one size fit all strategy, but here are seven helpful steps broken into three groups before you sleep, waking up from sleep and after, and this should take about two weeks before you can see results, but quicker or longer for other people. Okay. So just give yourself grace, believe that you can do it and it will eventually come. 
Now, here's some things that you can do before sleep. Step one, reality checks. Okay, look at your fingers. Ask yourself, am I dreaming? Look at the clock. Ask yourself, am I dreaming throughout the day constantly? Okay, you're just checking what is what does everything look like in this environment? Because when you are in the dreaming world, there are going to be noticeable differences. All right. So perform reality checks throughout the day. Notice how things feel, how things taste, how your hands look. Basically, explore the five senses on a very deep level. Allow yourself to be aware and present and present in your life that you are observing and studying everything. Ask yourself several times times throughout the day, am I dreaming? Okay, examine why you know that you are awake. Okay, you do this because something is always out of place in a dream. So we need to become an expert on our physical senses in the physical world so that we can notice what the differences are. Now, step two is to set an alarm to go off four to six hours after you go to sleep. You want your mind and your body to go through a few REM cycles, REM sleep cycles, and your body to be rested so that you can get into the state easier. The more sleep cycle your bodies go through, the longer the REM cycles will be. So the REM cycle is associated with dreaming. Each sleep cycle is about 90 minutes. So the idea is the longer your REM cycle, the more likely you are to have a dream and become aware during it. And step three is about setting your attention. Okay, set your intentions. Tell yourself that you are going to lucid dream and remember it when you wake up um, for the next day. Tell yourself that dreams are important to you and constantly bring it up throughout the day. Constantly talk about uh, lucid dream and astral projection. You know, put some focus on it because that really does make a difference. Now, next is waking up from sleep. So step four is wake up from your alarm, get up, go to the bathroom, get some water. You want to be up for about 45, 60 minutes. Now, some people do 15 to 30 minutes. Um, that works too. But again, 45 minutes to 60 minutes should really wake you up. Try not to look at your phone or do any mundane tasks that you do every day, like reading emails and stuff like that. But get up and go to the bathroom, do stuff like that. Now, step five is lay back down in the bed, relax and set an attention again that you are going to lucid dream and remember it. All right. Step six is going to sleep. Now, this may be tricky for some people, um, especially if your body takes a minute to settle down. All right. If you did too much in those 45 to 60 minutes, you may be a little overstimulated or anxious. So just relax and think about nothing. Eventually, your mind will do this by itself. Um, but waking up and going back to sleep easily. Um because our body tends to adapt. So for the first couple months, set an alarm. After that, your body should do it yourself. And the last step is after dreaming. Now, step seven is find a community to get involved with people who want to talk about lucid dreaming so that you can spend more time putting awareness on this. Some people on TikTok who talk about it are Jasmine Garden. Um, I don't know if y'all know her. She has like 3.4 million followers. There's also a, uh, dang, I feel like her name is like, pretty something i can't remember what her name is i'm gonna look look her up but she's a, a fair-skinned girl she has dreads and she's always wearing like this purple scarf um, but they talk about lucid dreaming like get involved in community start following people who are talking about this keep a dream journal so that you can write down the dreams as well i also have a spiritual community again you can join this on telegram this is where we share resources like books tiktoks experiences so join my group um it's in the link in my bio on TikTok uh, and Instagram, it's on my link tree. The group is called Becoming No One Spiritual Community or just click on TikTok. I'm sorry, click on Telegram because it's housed on Telegram and put it in the search bar, Becoming No One. The photo is the exact same as the podcast, y'all. It's completely free to join, but find some type of community because that's going to help you stay involved and help you stay committed to this. 
Okay, so next let's talk about remembering your dreams, okay? Now again, this is the most important step when it comes to lucid dreaming because it's quite possible that we could lucid dream every single night. But if we're not able to transfer our consciousness out of the dream state into the waking state or we're not able to remember, then we would never know, okay? So according to Hobson, who is a dream researcher, the hippocampus, which controls long-term memory, is shut off during your dreaming. So as a result, we may remember parts of the dream, but when we wake up, it's likely we're going to forget as the day goes on. Okay. So remember in the last, you remember earlier when I said that we dream about four to five times a night, but we only remember two of them. This is due to that hippocampus being shut off. So there are several methods that will help you when it comes to dream with recall. And I'm going to go through them easiest to hardest. Now, the first is exploring your set or setting. Now, this actually comes from people who study psychedelics, but has been adopted by the dream experts in the dream community because dreams actually simulate a psychedelic trip. Okay. So in the book, Dreaming Wide Awake, Lucid Dreaming, Shamanic Healing, and Psychedelics by David J. Brown. It explores the relationship between lucid dreaming and psychedelics. It's actually a really good book. You guys should check it out. Um, but your set in your setting involves a making sure that you pay attention to your physical surroundings and you're creating an environment that allows you to have a positive experience. Okay. So look around your bedroom and notice the setting. Is it perfect for sleep? Does it look chaotic? Does it look a mess? You know, remove any clutter, clutter, remove any electronic devices, make sure that you keep the lights off when it's time to go to sleep. Um, this also has to do with, again, how your body is laying in the bed because body position will affect your experience. Okay. So if you're laying on your side, it's more likely that you're going to lucid dream. If you're laying on your back, it's more likely that you're going to astral project or have an out of body experience. So that's important things to know. Two, keep a dream journal. This is the most important item in our toolkit because keeping a dream journal is us practicing recalling our dreams. Okay. That's the whole point of this practicing recalling our dreams, writing down the date. And if you saw a time in your dream, write that down too, because it could hold some type of significance, but everything that you remember, you need to write it down. Okay. So I have a minor in psychology. And when we were learning about the brain, we learned that recalling information is the most effective way to learn. That is why flashcards are often used when it comes to school, when they're teaching us about studying. Okay. So that when we try to see if you can remember without looking, you know, you put Put the answer on one side and the question on the other, we are able to practice this recall. Writing down our dreams does that same exact thing. Okay. So um, write down your dreams, write down images if images if you can, because it can affect your consciousness level since it is integrating the mind, senses, and movement as well. All right. Three, wear a sleep mask. If we consider the circadian rhythm rhythm, serotonin is released based off of sunlight, which helps us to have the energy that we need throughout our waking day. And melatonin is released based on darkness, which helps us to fall asleep. Since this is not astral projection, you don't need it to be like a dim light so that you can see around the room. Okay. Cause you won't be leaving your physical body. So putting on a sleep mask could very well help you because it creates a darkness throughout the entire room, which allows the release of melatonin. Okay. And we need melatonin in order for us to get good sleep. It also helps because if you know that you went to sleep with a sleep mask on and you become aware that is definitely an indicator that you are dreaming if you can see all of a sudden and when you went to sleep you couldn't all right four is meditation and awareness practice okay pay attention to things that you are doing at every moment stay present really soak it up if you touch in something really try to feel differences you know in the textures okay 
Practice clearing the mind and breathing through your meditations. This helps to increase dream recall and lucidity, body twitching, sensory issues, hearing or seeing things, and hallucinations are all common when your body is falling asleep. Pay attention to your sleep process and what it feels like, okay? When you're laying in the bed and you're falling asleep and you start to twitch or whatever may happen in your body, pay attention to what that looks like for you, okay? Because you need to be aware of that as well. Laying on your back or just breathing can enhance your awareness, your awareness as well. Now, there's also a method called mild or mnemonic induced lucid dreaming. It's a very, very powerful way to improve your chances, but we'll explore like what that means and what the methods are for that a little later. Um, there's also something called uh, waking up often, okay, or wake up dreaming. I think that's what it's called, but we'll, I'll give you guys a technique for that as well later. But basically, make sure that you are waking up often throughout the night because it's good practice for teaching the brain to switch back and forth between the waking state, which is associated with awareness, and the sleeping state, which is associated with dreaming, okay? It, it increases your ability to dream recall and your overall awareness in a dream as well. All right, next, avoid alcohol because it lowers your vibration. It increases the amount of serotonin and GABA in your system. Serotonin blocks your REM sleep because it is responsible for waking us up. GABA reduces the formation of memories. Now, once the serotonin wears off, there is a REM rebound, though, that follows, which is longer than normal. Once GABA drops off, long-term memory formation seems to be amplified. So it is counterproductive which helps with lucid dreaming, but eventually alcohol is, if you're consuming it continuously, is going to have negative health effects and decrease serotonin production altogether. And also, if you think about alcohol use, I usually have nightmares when I drink alcohol a lot, okay? Because it sometimes, you know, it lowers your vibration. And then when your vibration is lower and you become lucid, right? Or you have a astral projection is usually going to take you to a place that's at the same consciousness level as you, which could be a nightmare. It could be the seventh division. So you don't want to cause a problem when it comes to lucidity as well. Next, since we don't want to use alcohol, because remember I said it does have a REM rebound that makes the REM cycle longer if you're consuming alcohol, but eventually it's going to have negative effects. Okay, so you need to find natural ways to increase your serotonin. So eating fish or drinking milk before bed. You remember back in the day, they used to always drink warm milk before bed. That is because it helps with this dream recall. Okay. Or you can take supplements. One of the popular supplements that people take when it comes to lucid dreaming is 5-HTP. They take a little bit before bed and it has a similar effect. So if you're an herbalist like me, though, you can take mugwort tea, which helps with lucidity as well. Also, change your sleep cycle. It is good to mix up your sleep cycle and change the times that you go to sleep because we adapt to literally everything. The idea is to trick the body by being asleep when you are normally awake. So if your body is used to being awake at that time that you are asleep, it could increase your chances of lucid dreaming or higher awareness as well. There's also a book called Advanced Lucid Dreaming, The Power of Supplements by Thomas Ushock where he lists the supplements that have helped him with lucid dreaming. This is called SILD or supplement induced lucid dreaming, which used nutritional supplements to reduce the amount of REM experience in the first part of the night and extended towards the later part of the night, basically increasing the length of your sleep cycle or your REM cycle. 
Now, if you're going to look into supplements, I recommend looking into supplements that are going to support the production of acetylcholine, serotonin, or histamines. But y'all, please use caution and talk to a medical professional before doing all this. Or again, read the book that I just talked about by Thomas Ushak. It's called The Advanced Lucid Dreaming, The Power of Supplements. Okay, read that and see if you can get some more guidance. Coffee and caffeine can also be helpful in this process as well, because when taken in small amounts, it can help with becoming aware in lucid dreams because it acts as an antagonist to adenosine, adenosine. So adenosine helps us to convert serotonin into melatonin in the pineal gland. All right. There's something also called caffeine wild, which is caffeine um withdrawal induced lucid dreaming. Um, basically the person uses caffeine until an addiction is formed and then they stop drinking it all together to create a withdrawal period. Then they go to sleep. You are more likely to wake up in the REM cycle, kind of like fasting or going all day without drinking water. Um, in a dream, the withdrawal symptoms will go away and you will be able to notice that you are dreaming. Personally, this is not the method I'm going to use, but it is a method that people have used before. Also, people have used serotonin um, supplements as well. Now, serotonin helps with reducing REM until later times in the sleep cycle, meaning like later on in the night and increasing basically the amount of dreams you remember. In the waking world, it reduces depression. That is why getting sun is important because it activates serotonin production. Okay, It elevates your mood and it also reduces the desire to overeat as well. Next is you can get an acetylcholine uh, neurotransmitter supplement as well. It's associated with wakefulness and helps with memory as well. Choline salts can be used to increase the amount in your body. Uh, Galatinine is an effective one because it inhibits the breakdown of acetylcholine, which allows it to build up in your brain. Okay. Acetylcholine again is responsible or has been linked to memory loss if there is in low production. So a high production should in turn, basically help our ability to remember. And then finally, histamines. You can get a histamine supplement. Now, these are the easiest way to release serotonin in the body. It also releases a protein called PGD2, which is responsible for sleep activation. Niacin or vitamin B3 are good supplements for this as well. Niacin, though, usually causes like this red flush or this rash on your skin, followed by tiredness and relaxation. Now, there's another herb teacher that we can use that can help us to relax. And I'm just saying, and that's all I'm going to say. Wait, but let me give y'all some game, though, because I was on TikTok and this girl was basically selling Blue Lotus. And Blue Lotus is something that the Egyptians used to use to help with recall, to help with clarity in the mind or whatever. And Blue Lotus is starting to be sold on TikTok as well. I might post a video about this, but that could be another option to help you when it comes to lucidity and also being able to recall information, be able to get clarity on certain information. But you also need to like develop a daily routine again, like I said. So meditate using breathing techniques that work best for relaxation, for mindfulness, for yogic practices. Okay. Sleep after you meditate. After two hours of sleep, wake up and journal what you dreamed, what you dreamed about. Okay. The mild technique, which you talked about before, is a mnemonic technique, is very effective. Basically, you fall asleep, you have a dream, and then you wake up and visualize what you would have done if you were in a lucid dream. Then you go back to sleep. This is effective because it's easier for the brain to recall or put the pieces together for 
after something that has already happened. So it's like kind of coaching ourselves through what we want to see. All right. So step one is going to be go to sleep with the lucid dream intention. Step two is going to be wake up. Step three is going to imagine the dream that you just had as if it were a lucid dream. What would you have done differently? What would have happened? Okay. Visualize it in your head and then go back to sleep thinking about step three and set the intention again that you're going to have a lucid dream and you're going to remember it. Okay. It's a really, really effective method. Another method, which is the most effective method, is basically uh, helps you to lengthen your sleep cycle. It works because it allows our body to get rid of a lot of the memory fogging chemicals in our body, optimizing our chances of lucid, lucid dreaming, awareness, and memory formation. Okay, so step one is to go to sleep for four to five hours. Step two is to wake up with an alarm and stay awake for 30 to 40 minutes. You can do this you know, 45 to 60 minutes, however you want to do it, do yoga, do some light exercising, or you can just journal, do some mindfulness exercises. Just don't get on your phone or do any mundane tasks. Three, set intention to have a lucid dream. Four, go back to bed. Five, get lucid. Okay. And then six, when you wake up, journal about it. Okay. You can also go to sleep at different times of the nights because again, it's going to trick your body into thinking that it's supposed to be awake, which could really aid you in lucid dreaming. All right. Now, the last part that we need to talk about is um, basically reality checks and what you need to know about reality checks. I've talked about it before, but reality checks are basically just the same as mindfulness. And then we need to talk about the dream character types that you're going to encounter. And then we'll talk about symbols and stuff in dreams because the language of dreams is symbology. So um, we'll talk about that. And then we'll talk a little bit about dream interpretation. And then we're going to leave off this series right then and there. So as I said before, reality checks are really, really important. And basically, it's staying present in your day. It's making sure that you become the expert of the physical plane so that you can notice when differences are happening in the dream state, okay? So again, checking your hands and asking yourself if you're dreaming. Focus on an object and ask yourself if you're dreaming. Constantly check the clock throughout the day and ask yourself if you are dreaming, okay? Um, next, we're going to talk about working with lucid dreams. Now, first, we need to understand what's possible and what's not possible. So um, we talked about the movie Inception before. And in Inception, basically what they were trying to do was go into people's dreams and influence their behavior in the day-to-day -day life whenever they wake up by planting seeds in their head. Now, there is still a debate about whether or not people can share dream dreams, but we know for sure that people cannot go into someone's mind and influence their behavior in the real world or plant things into other people's minds. All right. Now, I also hear people saying, if you die in a dream, you die in a real, in real life. That is also not true. That's just the myth. Um, there are people who have experienced death in dreams and it helped to, them to explore and uh, learn how to process their own death. All right. So that's not a true thing. Now, people who don't have good spiritual and holistic routines and hygiene may start to become confused on what dream, what's a dream and what's reality. So you have to practice mindfulness, meditation and grounding practices throughout your day. Understand that you are here to have a human experience. So don't try to spend all your time dreaming to escape reality because it, issues will arise. All right. Don't try to spend all your time astro projecting. OK, because, again, um, you are here to have a human experience. Dreams are a means for discovering yourself further, but you still need to have waking experiences. Okay. Now let's talk about nightmares. You may become more aware of frightening dreams, um, but just know that you cannot be hurt in a dream. 
All right. So when you're starting this lucid dreaming practice, uh, you may become you face to you may come face to face with some of your fears. OK, because, you know, some stuff is hidden from us and we're not going to have it all figured out. OK, so you may become becoming face to face to some nightmares. Just understand that nobody can hurt you in a dream state. All right. That's really important. Um, enlightenment is also something we need to discuss. So the dream world is an illusion, but it helps us understand reality and to and enlightenment and enlightenment is just authenticity. We need to understand ourselves, and since this helps us to understand ourselves, it helps with enlightenment. Um, this is what we're going to talk about next week, which is traveling to different worlds or realms. But you can also do this in a lucid dream state as well. So whether it's an actual other world, alter reality, or a figment of our imagination, people have reported being a part of helping other people's or other worlds stop destruction from happening. It's kind of like on some Star Wars type of stuff or Futurama type of stuff. So just know um, that, again, you are supposed to be having a waking experience. Don't spend all your time um, in the dream state or you'll start to lose grip on what is actual reality okay in astral projection we can travel to an infinite amount of dimensions but just make sure that you have balance everything is good in moderation all right everything is good in moderation Right now, lucid dreaming is a regular practice amongst indigenous people and Native Americans. It's a way for them to express their spirituality. So some of these people may still be using this in their practices today. In our Western culture, though, we are taught to ignore our dreams. But in shamanic practices or other cultures, they teach their people to integrate dreaming into their day to day life. And as a result, they have fewer reports of depression and less mental illness. OK, so as you can see, lucid dreaming actually has positive effects on us in the waking world as well. OK, so this is not just about preparation for death. This is something that leads to enlightenment. OK, and enlightenment is just true authenticity. There was a study that was recently done that was basically trying to measure what energy we transmit that is the most powerful. And people thought it was going to be love, but it ended up being authenticity. Authenticity is true enlightenment, guys. OK, and that is the goal of us being here, because when you sit and you exist is your true authentic self. There is there are differences in you that other people do not have. We do not need another Oprah. We do not need another one of Jeffrey Epstein's. We don't need another person who is just like that person. We need you to exist as the true authentic self. And when you do that, you influence and impact the people around you. Okay. So enlightenment is so, so important. If this is something that can benefit you in that process is worth us looking into. Okay. Now, next, let's talk about the dream characters that you can encounter. So the first one is called the mindless character. And basically, they seem to just be wandering around, um, doing some mundane task, or just basically being there, okay? Um, they don't seem to have any type of awareness that they are in a dream, but instead think that they are living and awake. Now, this is why you, there was a TikTok tre uh, trend that was going on back in the day where people were walking up to these dream characters and asking them for the date and the time, and the dream characters were freaking out, or they were going up to these dream characters and telling them that they were in a dream and they were freaking out now it was nine times out of ten it was this mindless character who is not aware they really think that they are living a life and you just came in and interrupted that so i wouldn't do that so they don't freak out on you okay now these dream characters the mindless ones cannot answer complex questions all right and being that time and space might not exist where they are that is a complex question all right. Next, you have the intelligent characters. Now, they can answer complex questions and typically know things about you that you don't really know about. OK, um, they also know things about the dream world and reality. So 
it's re it really benefits you. I think it was the third level that where people started actually realizing that the dream characters have something to offer. So it would really behoove you to start asking these complex questions to these intelligent beings and notice when you're talking to a mindless one as well. Okay. And then next there's these guardians. Now these guardians often offer strong emotional lessons to the dreamer. They usually appear as like monsters or something that causes a strong, intense emotions. They tend to appear during sleep paralysis as well. Um, out of body experiences, they are they will appear appear as well when you are trying to control a dream. Um, so they can be generated by objective psyche or the universal consciousness. Okay. So this is something that affects everybody. This is usually the character that you're going to see when you wake up in sleep paralysis and you feel like something is holding you down. This is usually what you're seeing. Okay. So, um, basically they're typically showing us a part of ourselves that we need to see what we're scared of or emotions we have been suppressing in the waking world. They're trying to get us to accept them in their message. What should I, what should you do? If this thing appears, you just need to make sure that your ego is strong enough and prepared. So have a strong relationship with self-development and face it. Don't run away for it. Walk towards it and ask it what it wants. Okay. There's usually some message that you need to pick up that you're not picking up. So just listen and open your heart and try to understand the message and integrate that into your life. Now, the last thing that I wanted to talk about was symbols. Now we communicate in dreams through symbols. Okay. So we also communicate in the waking world through symbols as well. Green usually means go red usually means danger or stop. And owl sometimes represents wisdom. Elephants represents intelligence, right? Yellow means caution, etc. We have these symbols in our waking world, but we also can have symbols in the dream world as weather as well. So characters in dreams function on a symbolic level so they can describe something that is unconscious. All right. So we may not always understand, but through thinking about it, we can, it can help us to start to understand it. All right. So I had a dream y'all one time I told my subconscious mind when I was going to sleep, bring up something that I need to handle in the waking world. And I had this dream about these two Rottweilers. There was a girl Rottweiler and a boy Rottweiler. I couldn't tell the difference because they was kind of built the same, but one was kept outside, which was the girl Rottweiler and the male Rottweiler was kept inside. Now, it was a couple people in the house, my brother and my cousin. And as they're in the house, the boy dog would go and mess with the girl dog. And the girl dog is like basically trying to be alone, trying to chill, trying to relax, like minding her own business. Then the boy dog would come back up front and then he'll go back there messing with the girl dog again. Now, eventually they got into a fight about it and the boy dog just kept coming back there to fight her. And then eventually she started fighting him back for real, for real. And she started biting his back. Now I tasted blood in my mouth. So I know that I was the girl dog. And, um, as soon as she started fighting them back, they basically migrated to the front yard. The people in the house saw that they was fighting and pulled them apart and basically assumed that she was the aggressor, even though they didn't see that the male dog kept going in the back messing with her. Okay. Now when I woke up, I knew that this was the situation between me and my brother because I've always felt like my brother got favoritism from my mother. Like she knew how to love him in a way that she did not know how to love me. And that just came from her having a good example of her mom loving her brother, but not having that relationship with her mom herself. Okay. So, 
Um, she didn't know how to handle me. So I thought it was symbolic that one, they were both the same Rottweilers, but the girl was kept out back and the boy was kept in the house. Nobody saw that the boy was antagonizing the girl, but the moment that she responded, she was deemed to be defective or she was deemed to be the problem. But the entire time he was antagonizing us, that has been me and my brother's relationship. Uh, growing up, I felt like he used to bully me. Right. But every time I would have an extreme reaction, we would always get caught fighting or we would always get caught doing something. And then we both would get a whooping and it would be like, dang, every single time that I fight back, I get punished for it even more. So I need to, you know, so I stopped fighting for a second. Then I started fighting every single time and I was fighting every battle. Okay. So, um, symbolism is, it wasn't actually me and him in the dream, but I understood because I pay attention to my dreams. That is what you want to kind of develop through symbolism. Okay. That's what you want to understand that everything is kind of like a metaphor allegory that you need to figure out. So we can develop our own dream symbols as well. So, um, common dreams are going to be falling, being chased or having your teeth fall out, which are kind of like universal dreams or symbols, but nobody should be interpreting your dreams for you because only you can understand your unconscious psyche and how it applies to your life. Okay. Cause only you have experienced what you have experienced. All right. Stature language and more may have significance in dreams as well. So you need to pay attention to literally everything that is happening because it can hold some type of, uh, symbology. All right. Now you can also create a symbol by keeping your attention in the waking world on an object or imagine an item in your head throughout the day. More like more than likely you're going to encounter it in the dream world. You can also collect objects from nature and put them in a case in your normal room. Anything can be a symbol. It doesn't have to just be like an animal or a the infinity symbol or anything like that. It can be a sound, a color, a word. You can uh, say, I want to hear a bell ring when I need to wake up in a dream. Okay, like you can set intentions like that. Because again, I have literally said this a million times over, you affect the dream world by your habits in the waking day. So whatever you are focusing on is likely to appear in your dream because symbols again are the dream language. So create your language so you can better understand and interpret what your dreams are saying to you. Okay. Now dream interpretation is something that has been around since Sigmund Freud. Okay. He kind of introduced this idea that our dreams are basically telling us something that is hidden in our unconscious or subconscious mind. And then his student, Carl Jung, basically took it a step forward uh, further and basically was saying that um, dreams are messages for today and messages for the future. And he also felt that dreams are best when they're interpreted by you and his methods are still being used today. I had a lot of people reach out to me and ask me about dream interpretations and I give them the exact same answer every single time. Nobody should be interpreting your dreams, but you, because only you have lived your life. So you need to take whatever the dream is trying to show you and figure out what the lesson is. When you can figure out what the lesson is, you can try to apply that to things that have happened to you in the waking world. Okay, I hope this helps. Now, again, there are so many different books that you guys can read about lucid dreaming. These are just the main techniques that were listed out in this book that I was reading called The Visionary Guide to Lucid Dreaming by Lee Adams. It's a really, really great book. But there are so many other books about lucid dreaming. I think it would benefit people to learn about the mind as well, because in order to get into a lucid dreaming state, you have to overcome the conscious mind. Okay, so learning about the mind will really help you to get into that state. Another great book is a is called the advanced lucid dreaming the power of supplements by thomas Ushock. okay you guys can go uh listen to that book as well or read that book as well because um 
anything you can get your hands on is going to be helpful in this process because not everybody is going to have the same experience when it comes to lucid dreaming. But again, it is practice for getting in contact with your subconscious mind. It's, it's practice for unveiling Anything that's in your mind that has been hidden subconsciously, that's affecting the, your belief system, okay? It's affecting the way that you act, what you do in your day-to-day life. And everything in life is ultimately about knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, okay? So you have to gain the knowledge and your emotions help you to understand and add depth to your experience so that you can figure out what the proper actions are to take, okay? Lucid dreaming is good practice for getting in contact with your psyche, that you don't have constant access to in the present moment, okay? Studying Carl Jung, okay? He talked about the ego, but he also talked about the mind. Um, There's also a guy named, I think it's John Silva or Dr. Silva. He talks about um, basically mind control and figuring out how to control your mind. He does a lot of like meditation and visualization practices that really help with this as well. Also studying Dr. Joe Dispenza is really going to help you because he talks about the subconscious mind and the conscious mind all the time. All right. Maybe studying up on DMT, studying up on acetylcholine will really help you if you want to come to this from a scientific perspective as well. Okay. But there are many, many techniques out there when it comes to lucid dreaming, you pick whatever is going to work work for you. Okay. There's also another book called, um, author of lucid dreaming gateway. It's called the inner self. I'm sorry. It's called lucid dreaming gateway to the inner self by Robert Wagner. I talked about that one as well. That's also going to be another good resource for you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and end the episode there because I feel like we spent enough time talking about lucid dreaming, astral projection, and all of that. If y'all have any questions about this, please leave it on YouTube. Leave me some feedback when it comes to the podcast on Apple, on RSS, or whatever platform that you're listening on. It really does help get out there to more people who are willing to learn about this stuff. Join a lucid dreaming group. And if you don't have a group, again, I do have a spiritual community that's linked in my bio on my link tree. It's called Becoming No One Dash The Spiritual Community. We do hold discussions. We do talk about our experiences. And it's just a really good opportunity for you to meet people who are going through the same thing that you're going through or who have been through what you're going through. Okay. And get advice and get um, some feedback or some confirmation even on how your journey has been because there's so many relatable stories that I've heard through having this spiritual community. This is something I just started because everybody kept asking me about it. And I was like, you know what? I think it is, it is, you know, a goal of mine to create a space for us to commune, for us to talk about the things that we care about. Cause I also don't have a community. Um, so yeah, I love y'all deep. I'm so excited that y'all sticking with me. We got two more episodes in this season, and then we're going to take a break into the new year. So I'm really excited to deliver these last episodes next week. We're going to talk about the astral plane y'all. And y'all know I'm excited because not specifically the astral plane, but the other planes outside of the astral plane. I'm sorry. We already talked about the astral plane, but we're going to talk about the mental plane. We're going to talk about the plane that our spirit gods live on. We're going to talk about the eighth plane which holds the Akashic records. We're going to talk about the sixth plane, which is basically used as a astral healing center. And you remember whatever happens to the astral body affects the physical body. So we're going to learn about all of that. Where the hell, now that we know how to lucid dream, now that we know how to astral pack, uh, project, where the hell are we going to go, Taja? Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about next week. So again, I love y'all deep. Thank you so much for rocking with me. Leave me some feedback and I'll talk to y'all soon. Happy healing, friends. Thank you.